Hi, friends. Welcome to Interviews, Voices of Our Herbal Elders. This is my opportunity to talk to some of my dearest friends, people who have not only influenced my herbal work, but also have had a major influence on the revitalization of American herbalism. Most of us began our herbal work around the same time, in the early 1970s and 80s, when herbalism was still mostly underground, a place where plants actually thrived quite well. I love hearing people tell their herbal stories of how they began their herbal work, who and what inspired them, their favorite plant and healing stories, and I felt that others would be interested in hearing them as well. In fact, I felt it was important to capture these stories before this generation of elders passed on, as we're all destined to do. My welcome guest today is one of my dearest friends and teachers. She's a sister of my heart, Dr. Rocia Alicorn. Rocio is an herbalist, a shamanic practitioner, ethnobotanist, and she also has a PhD in ethnopharmacology. She's really brilliant. But more than anything, Rocio is a remarkable human being with a heart of gold, or perhaps we should say a heart of green. She's a true healer and shaman, shaman trained in the lineage of her mother and grandmother, and comes from a long lineage of healers. She has spent over 40 years working with the ethnic groups of the rainforest in the Andes Mountains of her homeland, Ecuador, and those people love her. I've watched their, her interaction with them and just seen the incredible love and respect they have for Rocio. Rocio is the co-founder and director of a beautiful retreat healing center deep in the heart of the rainforest, the Amoni Center. And lucky for all of us, Rocio invites people to her retreat center to offer classes and ceremonial programs. She also teaches classes around the world too, but going to visit Rocio in her homeland is like a life-changing, expanding experience. So for a full bio and information on Rocio's programs, you can visit our website or you can link directly to Rocio's information. So Rocio, just thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so honored and privileged to have you with us. Hello, Josemary. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever in the planet. But thank you for this invitation. Thank you so much. It's a honor for me to share time with you uh, because you are the bridge in the planet. You, you join the people and create the amazing energy for us. It's a honor to share time with you. Thank you. Thank you, darling. Well, I think it's always fun to start with how we first met, you know, as, our, as you know, really for me, our meeting was life-changing, you know, just meeting you and having the experience that I had with you has expanded so much in my life. Do you remember how we first met in that first trip when I brought a group to Ecuador to meet you and how really life-changing it was for everyone? I'd love to hear your, you tell your perspective of that, of that meeting and that trip, if you would. Yes, of course. Uh, I never forget the day that my phone was ringing very loud and I answered, I was in my house and that sweet voice saying, are you Rocio Alarcón? And I said, yes, I am. And you say, we are a group of women. Somebody give me your phone number and I would like to talk with you. And yes, I say yes, 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 because 
at that period, I didn't understand what you were saying, but I say yes for all the things. <laughs> and it's not because, uh, because I could say no, but I say yes because the vibration and relationship of the hearts were together. I feel that, yeah. that sensation. So after yeah. that, you give me the address, thank God I understood perfectly well. And yeah. I went to this little hostel, and I saw this group of women talking, and suddenly this beautiful lady appeared with the long hair, and I <laughs> said, hi, I'm Rosemary. And I was, I opened my mouth, and I said, oh my God, she's so beautiful. And <laughs> that was the first time that we joined in that group, and you explained to me that you would like to, to visit places and to learn about plants. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And what I was doing is just imagine a trip with this fantastic group of women. At that period, I didn't know who these people. Because yeah. if I knew it, probably I would say no. <laughs> because <laughs> the power of that group, the, the incredible classic herbalists, Pan yeah. Montgomery, uh, the soul, Gasquet yeah. Anderson. Oh, yes, I oh, do. Many classic uh, educators of people from the United States, educators yeah. in the way of the green, the challengers, the, the courage. So I was surrounded by these people, but I never knew it. I never <laughs> knew it. And yeah. what I was doing is just organize the canoes and in, I asked permission to my boss, and he said, do whatever, Rocio, it's not a problem, you know what you are doing. And I invited <laughs> local people, I was working with the people in the Pacific region, and we went there, traveling yeah. through the enormous river, the, the Cayapas River, oh, yeah, Santiago yeah. River, traveling yeah. until it was, it was dark, and the river was growing. Thank God the people didn't see the enormous <laughs> river. We did were, see it. We were terrified. <laughs> and you were singing, singing, and, and we both together say, look the stars, like the, the lights on the river, the fish, and these little insects, butterflies, shining. It was magic. It was magic. Amazing. You know, Rosie, I, I wanted to share with you, you know, like even before I met you, just... I that when you said it was just that energy of connection, you know, where where people who are maybe part of the same tribe, you know, part of the green energy tribe, we recognize each other because really before I even met you, I was giving your name. I was looking for people to go and visit in these other countries, right? And I just was when I heard your name and I read a little bit about you, I was drawn, you know, it was like one of those connections that was meant to be. And it, as I said, it was really life-changing, not only for myself, but for all the people who then had gone to study with you and learn from you in your homeland. It was really astounding. Yeah. Can you share with us how your interest in shamanism and plants began? I didn't have choice. I born in the family. <laughs> I born in that family that things I remember my first my first relation with with the plants when I was in a bathing pl place but make good in that period and yeah. uh, and I was with plants floating in the water 
feeling all the body and singing. And, and that was my first memory. So, uh, oh. and after I was, I was two years old and I have very clear, very clear vision. Me walking under the big tree that is still, the tree is there, has, I oh. don't know who knows how many years. And I was under the tree and I'm, I had that vivid image of the tree talking to me. And I say to my mom, to my granny, granny, the tree is talking to me. And she said, yes, yes. So for, for granny, it was so normal and, and for my family. But when I went to the school and I say, this is happening in the, in, the, in the land of my granny. Oh, my God. <laughs> they so, didn't want to hear it? Yeah. So, um, but that was the first, the first memory. And after just walking in the middle of the river, in the, did you remember, Rosemary, in that little area, in this big stone that we were walking in the land of my granny? I definitely remember that. Yes, yeah. That river was so enormous. Now, tiny amount of water. We are finishing with the green. Oh. But at that period, the water coming down. And mom mm -hmm. say, always, you remove all the clothes and jumping into the water. And she was <laughs> anxious because she say, my God, the river can... When you, who knows, you can die, don't go, don't go. But day by day, I was going there. Yeah. So, so, uh, so really, since you were just a young child, this has been, and I do know that your grandmother and your mother also have, were very, very important early teachers for you. You come from a very powerful line of women, a long lineage of healers. Um, do you have any, like, and one of the things I want to mention that I've, you know, just admired and loved about you is how your family has all lived together. So in your, in your household, you know, it's very traditional, but it's your granddaughter, your daughter, yourself, your mother, your grandmother, of course, has passed on. And then the guys are there too, the husbands, but it's really this very strong lineage of women. So I, can you share maybe one or two of the most important lessons and teachings that you learned from your grandmother? Or a story about your grandmother? Yes, of course. I was a very, um, I was crying. Mom said that when I born, I was crying all the time. And, and granny all the time say she needs a ceremony. So time passed. And of course, I suppose that I had ceremonies. But after when I was in, in, in my, with my brain, with memories, one of the magic times for me is when granny make for me a necklace but made with the fruits of a, a, a little fruits. He tied me and put me here, and I feel so proud. So I was going into the middle of my granny and looking all the time. <laughs> and it, it not with the stones or something. No, it was yeah. the fruits with a piece of red, um, little piece of, of cotton. Very simple. And she, and, and she said, don't remove. Don't remove. So... I think that all the week I stay with that until the fruits, of course, got very dry, and Granny was treating in in the in the fruits when she removed it. So time passed, and I love that little fruits. It's into the Solanasi family. I wanted to know what is this, and when when I was twelve years old, I went into the the woodlands and collecting this and eating all the time, and I love it. So I came back and I said, Granny, this is delicious. And she said, yes, you should eat. It's so good for your digestion and make you feel so relaxed. So uh, this is one of the plants that really um, triggered my curiosity and I fell in love with the first plant. 
because I feel so attractive with the with the necklace. Yeah. And in, well, uh, that's one of the plants that that I love with all my heart and make me sad because now people is cutting is making opening the the sure. borders of the woodlands and this plant needs wild areas to grow oh. and the fruits are delicious and very healthy. So now I'm doing research and what is saying in the Andes mountain is that this plant protects of the bad, bad vibrations. Oh, protects essential, essential oils. And these essential oils make the person uh, feel sleepy and you can sleep nice. And so Granny know it. I love how she protected you with a necklace, you know, something that you could put on your body and feel beautiful in. That's yes. so amazing. What What is the plant again that you're talking about? What's the name of it? Cinto de Solanaceae. And um, it's a tiny fruit. And um, I don't remember now the scientific name, but it's, you know, it's very hard to find. I was so lucky. I was in a workshop with a group of uh, students, I think that seven years ago, and I use a necklace because I went to find the plant and I was doing like granny. And I put two students asked me, what is that? Because I wanted to to see uh, how the plant called the attention of the people. And two students asked, what is this plant? And I say, in the future, we are going to study the power of some plants yeah. and how they can protect us. And it's so simple. The science can explain for the physical and for the spiritual. Uh, we need the, the spiritual explanation coming from the curanderos, what people call shamans. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, it's a special plant that produces special chemical substances that yeah. make us feel so protected, so healthy and relaxing. So fantastic. And, and of course, in the spiritual side is the power it's the power of the, like my granny say, is the, the power of this spirit that is growing in the woodlands and appear to you. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I love that about you. You have all that you've, you've researched and studied, gone to college, you have all that science, but you really come. So you have the knowledge for certain, you know, you, I really love that. And I've seen you work at, you know, doing your ethnobotanical skills. But what I really love is you have such a spiritual relationship not only with the plants, but with the people of the forest, you know, in the mountains. It's, it's, it's really beautiful to watch that. Thank you so much, Rosemary. But one of the things that really, um, after that plant, the other was, I was so lucky to born in the period where not enough toilet paper. <laughs> not enough toilet paper. For that, because uh, that allowed me to learn about women and uh, uses of the plants in different areas of the body. And how people, whatever, men or women or whatever, uh, people can can clean your the body. So, <laughs> and, and to go to the, to well, they didn't have toilets. We didn't have toilets in the land of my granny. They have um, latrines. 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 Outhouses, we call them. Yes, yes. Right. So, but always to, to walk to the, that area, you have a specific path of plants there. And, and that is one of the memories that I have and I saw only in the area of my granny. And I keep the memory because I grew with her learning there. And and now I talk with my mom and say, Mom, uh, what was that? And, and of course we laugh and she said, you know, when we were walking, because people to go to that area, women to go to that area in the darkness, always walk in groups, 
not inhibitions, not the private, the, no, they were walking in peace and talking about who knows, and they yeah. were collecting the leaves. Oh, yes, as they walked, yes. Yes, they collect specific leaves to clean doing our needs. And, uh, and after that, I decided to collect the plants and to know what is happening with these plants. And you know what? These plants have essential oils, antiseptic essential oils. Oh, essential when oils? You clean, yes, when you clean this, these areas, prevent infections. Oh, and wow. clean the hands with these antiseptic leaves because yeah. the essential oils that they have amazing to clean that areas. So now I'm writing a paper about that. Oh, about that's so beautiful. The power of these plants and how some people, like my granny, she was putting the plants, planting in the trail of the toilet, if I can say. And, and the environment was green because we didn't use so much... Uh, toilet paper, we use the leaves, and at the same time, you if you didn't have water, because granny always have little amount of water there, if you don't have, you have the leaves that yes. can clean the hands and can protect of infections. It's so much more civilized, honestly, to use these biodegradable gifts from the earth, right, that are just meant to be used for all kinds of things. It just makes so much more sense. You know, yeah. I know uh, this is a funny little story about toilet paper, but when COVID happened, you, the Americans just went out of their mind over toilet paper, right? There was this rush on buying toilet paper of all things. And it was like sold out. It was like, a, it was like really um, a pandemic over toilet paper. And it just was astounding to me because all around us, we have these very natural substances that are so easy to use. And so much, as, actually, as I said, in many ways, so much more, cleansing as you were sharing you know they have their own essential oils and yeah it's plants have so many gifts they give us don't they <laughs> so i i'd love to see this article that you're writing on on uh, natural toilet paper or is it going to be on the plants and how you can use them as <laughs> yes it is into one family of plants it's so yeah. simple because after i wanted to know what family of plants and i went to the jungle and the in the waranis and the kofan the quichua the, these different friends Yes. They use the same family of plants. And I say, this is amazing. All yeah. the people, this connection with plants, you don't need to, you don't need to discover. No, it's there. And the connection, how people from highlands, how people from lowland are using probably the same family of plants. And why do you think that is, Rocio? That is the spiritual connection. That is yeah. how we live other dimension with the plants. Yes. Plants. Give us all to keep our life healthy, fantastic, and yeah. precious always. Yes. But we forgot, and, and we are using different other things like plastic. I'm sorry, but yes, I why agree. Not the plant? Why not we, we don't put a path of plants to, to clean our hands? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I love what you were just saying, you know, like there's this universal knowledge that comes from the plants all around the world. And it, you know, some, it, you know, it is true that there are some people who hear that language of the plants and can communicate it, but really it's there for everybody. And that's what you teach people. Like, you know, you take them out so they actually begin engaging with the plants and we all are able to receive that information. You know, it's, it's such an ancient relationship we have with them. And I think that is one of the things that you do really 
so incredibly well is just connect people with their heart to the plants so they're actually learning from the plants, right? It's a little bit like, you know, like we, so many people go to church and they listen to a priest to, to speak to God, but you can really learn to speak to creator or God or the goddess directly, you know? It's that, it's that same kind of relationship that we have with the plants, so beautiful. Yeah, Rosia, I, I know that you have a very, very special relationship with the hummingbirds, which I think is so interesting because it, in, like, I think you're one of the main messengers to the hummingbirds at a time when the hummingbirds seem to have a very special message for people right now. And that, you know, everywhere I see their images, you know, creeping up and you see them on cards and you see them everywhere. And I think in part that's because of your, you know, your voice for the hummingbirds have been very clear and loud, but I'd love to hear uh, both your relationship about the hummingbirds and then also what message you think they're bringing to the world right now. I think that the, we people who born in America, whatever, North, South, uh, Central, all, all of us, we are very blessed to born in the land of the hummingbirds. And when I say the land of the hummingbirds, at the same time is the, the co-evolution between hummingbirds, plants, and the hummingbirds talk with the plants. They make love and say, let's go to, to make something for the humans. Uh-huh. Let's go to do something because these beings are so little arrogant. And they, they have this incredible love for us. They know that we depend on the sun to produce some vitamins, yeah. to, 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 to feel healthy. Mm-hmm. So they decided to be the, how to say, the ambassadors of the oh. sun, the ambassadors of the other dimension. Okay. Oh. And, uh, and that is how, how they put in the co-evolution between this plant and between this hummingbird. They say, let's go to put the humans there. We need to support them. And the, the flowers, they were so nervous. They said, how? Excuse me. We are so happy between you and me. We can make love without any problem. And that's why I love that picture where this happened has the long beak and making love with, the, with that romancia. That's beautiful. Yeah. But hummingbirds, they say, come on. I can love the humans too. So they accept it and the hummingbirds can heal us because many reasons. It's not just recently, but we have the traditions. I suppose that in all, in all America, 5,000 years ago in my country, the, the ceramic with the drawings of hummingbirds with different messen- messengers there, um, all, all sending messages about the power of these simple, tiny, little creatures, but the only unique unique birds in the planet that can fly to the front, go, put their feet up, and shut the energy. When they look at you, they can talk with the sun and send the energy to the the people. When we are doing the workshops, people didn't believe how they transformed. From this species, you can see it's different, completely like a ball of sun, shining and sending energies for us. That's amazing. Healing us. I live that experience. I, I live that experience. 
And of course, I came from my granny that she loved hummingbirds. She loved hummingbirds. I remember that. And I was probably four years old. She has a window there. And I saw this, like a little fly, because so tiny, and, and was touching the window of granny. Oh. And I said, what is that, that fly, granny? She said, don't touch. It's not a fly. It's a hummingbird. And it was doing a nest oh, near to the nest. Oh my God, I can't believe it. That's how beautiful. How that I kept in my heart. That never forget. Yeah. Never forget. So that was the passion. And when Granny put the first Brugmansias, which now are one of the biggest in my country, and I'm not saying that one, one famous uh, engineering, forestal engineer, he went to visit and said, Don't cut this. These yeah. Brugmansias are so incredible. And all the lumpy hummingbirds going there and singing, amazing. So I fell in yeah. love just because Granny fell in love and how the information coming. And I decided yeah. in honor of my Granny to create the oracle of the, of the, of the hummingbirds. Yeah. I remember that, that story. It's so amazing. Yeah, these are just beautiful, That these beautiful oracles that you made um, that are just beautiful depictions of the hummingbirds and then also, the, just the wisdom, you know, and I keep these, I love how you made them because you made them so that you could just stand them up like this, right? So I keep them right next to my bed and I start every morning, I start my, my day by drawing a, a hummingbird and then just reading about it. Yeah, there's just amazing, you know, I, I, um, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but when I used to organize that big international herb symposium, which you came to and just graced us with your presence every year, I would always do a ceremony before the event, you know, just as call on all the spirits to be with us and you know just to just because it was such an incredible thing to bring people from all over the, the world actually to study together and one day always something amazing would happen right there'd be I'd wake I'd open my eyes and there'd be a rainbow or you know one time there was a moose walking by it was pretty funny but this one time Robert and I were praying and when I Robert whispered he goes open your eyes open your eyes and I opened my eyes and there was a hummingbird right at my lips, like, like my lips were the flower. And it was just transmitting this energy into me. It was really, really very beautiful. Um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you so much for the Oracle and the teaching of the hummingbirds, because, you know, I didn't even realize that hummingbirds only range was North and South and South America. You know, this, the Americas, like you said, I didn't realize they were found nowhere else in the world. So no. we're very graced by that, you know, to have these amazing, amazing little creatures with us. And of course, all the plants that they are uh, touching, they bring the vibration of the hummingbirds for the planet. That is the benefit. Because they, when the conquistadores arrive with some of the species from Europe, the hummingbirds love it. They go crazy. And people can bring the memories of the hummingbirds and put in the gardens and, and bring the vibration. I'm doing that here in, 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 in England. I, I I have flowers that the hummingbirds loved in my in my country, and I put here, and the vibration of the hummingbirds coming. We can meditate with that vibration, and they listen. They come immediately and support you in whatever situation. They are the main healers. They, I say, they are the little shaman, the little healers yeah. supporting us. Oh, that's very very beautiful. You're you're like one of the little hummingbirds, actually. This little very energetic little buzzy person who has this enormous energy. I think that's why they've chosen you to bring the teachings of their, you know, their spiritual teachings to the world, actually. 
Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the um, cult, the indigenous families and cultures that you've worked with. I think that was one of the things that, so um, I had the good fortune to lead many trips with with Rocio to Ecuador, right? And they were, they were like, I would say they were like National Geographic because Rocio would take us way off the beaten trail. I mean, there were no trails. And to villages where they really had not welcomed groups or even had um, visitors from North America come. So it was very, very, what would I say, a very spiritual journey for us all. And then I'd use that word again, life-changing, and I'm not saying that lightly. But one of the things that I always noted, everybody did, was the incredible love and respect that these communities and had for you and that you had back for them. It was uh, truly amazing. You know, like we oftentimes wonder how we can help and we're very awkward in that. But I always saw that you not, you didn't just wonder, you just jumped in and were there, you know, and really bringing breeding gifts and also receiving gifts from these people. So I just was wondering if you would share a little bit about your work with the indigenous cultures and how you got into that. And yeah, and maybe just a story or two, if you'd be willing. Yes, I, I really love, uh, I, I love the people from the forest. Yeah. I think that this planet needs to give the the real value to these people who live in the forest because they are the last hunters the last uh, um, collectors, the last real human beings living in the forest. Yeah. When yeah. I see these this mature people, which for us we say uh, they are old, they are third age, I can't believe in that. Yeah. When I see Peo going to the to the top of the tree no. with 83 years old, <laughs> and he go to the top, collect the fruits, and bring for me. Make me cry. Yeah. These type of things are, these actions make me, make me feel so lucky to share time with them. And when uh, one of the stories that really one of the times is rec not recently, it is like uh, I will say eight years ago or nine years ago. I don't remember. I invite my ex ex professor oh. from the university here. I said, now is my revenge after I finish my PhD, I finish. And I invite him to go to the jungle. He was so nervous. He said, what I'm going to bring? Jungle is dangerous. I come out. Come and you will be okay. So, of course, never went. He, he's one of the top researchers in the planet, many, many articles, but in the lab. And I respect that. That's very important. But it's so important to go to the field. I always am saying, it's nice to go in Google and see the information, see the maps, see the chemical components. But the most important point is to learn into the nature. Yes. To, to, to invest into the nature to understand yeah. whatever science, from art until the molecular, whatever. So I invite him. We went, we were in, in our center, and I invite the top, the top, um, healer and uh, who is a he's the only one that now he's doing curare. Curare is the the paralyze paralyze the muscles mm -hmm. to have the interventions in the theater. Yeah. So still we are using day by day in theaters. It's not only the anesthetic but the curare to paralyze the muscles, make relax, and the the guy who is cutting can make the intervention without the beating of the muscles. Oh wow. 
Anyway, this 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 fantastic uh, for me is an incredible teacher. He's Guarani, and he was there, very simple, very humble. And I said, "Pego, please, can we go to visit our forest and look for curare?" Oh boy! And all that green and all that vines. Of course, I knew it because I I, I I'm living there. And he said, "Rocio, here is curare," and he. Obtain the the bark, he cut the bark, and only obtain the chemical components, the inside of the bark, and he make a special instrument to collect, mix with the exact amount of water, oh. and allow the the molecular to come down and collect in another piece of leaf, and after we arrive to the center, and he make the fire. <laughs> And put that fluid and put exactly temperature because if you put more, can break, can destroy the molecular. He put exactly amount and suddenly something very heavy he put at the end of the dart and say, Don't touch, this is going to be, needs to be cold. And he obtained the chemical component. Unbelievable. My tutor, he was in me and he was crying. And he said, he is a PhD. <laughs> forgive me, forgive me for me, my arrogance. <laughs> my God, I want to learn with you. How you can do that without instruments? I need my laboratory to do this. Yeah, amazing, huh? Yeah. That was the teaching and the experience for me. That is always the experience for me in each, in each curandero, in each shaman that I met in the jungle. Yeah. Because in each of them, the wisdom the vibration from the other dimension giving to us and transforming each cell in our bodies using the power of the plants. And he was doing that with my, 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 my ex-tutor. He was doing that. He transformed me immediately. Not with a ceremony, no, but this is a, a chemical ceremony. Yes. It's pure science. <laughs> spiritual science. I call it spiritual science. <laughs> and he transformed. Yeah. Just since that day, he's great. He wants to go back okay. and, and he respects the roof. So this is one of the stories that really make me feel so touched. Yes. And how, how it, that's my lesson always. And that's what I want in each person who is going to Yamoy Center. Be touched for the by the plants. Yes. And by the, the people who manage for generations, the wisdom. Yes that can move from the physical to the spiritual to the emotional and bringing always the best energy for all of us. Yes. So that, those are the spirits. Just incredible. I just get chills when I was listening to, you know, that was one of, that was another thing, Rocio, that I really noticed was, you know, so many of these people in these little villages, you know, like they also, what I would feel like when you would bring these people, bring us to listen to them and we were so in awe, it really helped I think it helped empower them as well, you know, because I think they were at a time when they weren't being listened to as much, even within their village, you know, even, even in these remote places, things were changing. There's so much disruption going on in the villages. So the work that you were doing in breeding this kind of cultural exchange um, and breeding people down, like your professor, like us, like, you know, like plant lovers from North America, you know, to really honor them because we were so, you know, so respectful and honored by it. I think it really, I could watch them feeling really um, 
proud of what they knew, recognizing it was a, they know it's of great value, but if, when people are, when your communities aren't listening to you anymore, you begin to feel useless, right? So that was one of the dynamic exchanges that I personally saw over the many years that we would go down with you. You know, you had so much respect for these communities and these people. I remember, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking of so many things popping into my mind, but one was when we went to that little village um, where we held that clinic, you know, where, where all the villagers brought all their people. Yes. And this was a village nobody came to, you know, it was a very poor Mestisto village. So it was not, you right. know, it was kind of divided and kind of isolated from both the Spanish and the ethnic communities. And yet you would select these villages to bring people to because you could see they had so much wisdom. Do you remember that time? Yeah. Yes, yes. Exactly. In that place is where uh, we have Yamoe Center. Oh. It's In that place, when we went to you, I knew it. That's something there. And uh, and now all the community, all the community care the center and care the forest. It's a big change. Yeah. It's a big change. And then they respect the other the other. Uh, Communities from indigenous have a good relationship, but of course it's a matter of time and, and respecting, giving the examples, leaving the example. I, I don't want to say no, 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 but just live together and say, if you are visiting Yamoe Center, we accept everybody. everybody yeah. The mother could be black, white, yellow, brown, male, female. We don't care about religions, about nothing. You are here, and I don't want to see people fighting because enough is enough. So now, when they have problems, they are going to Yamoy Center. <laughs> Let's talk about the Yamoy Center a little bit. You know, I was there um, in the very early days. You know, right? I think you founded it right, right in the early, like early 1990s. Right, is when you were able to get yes. that land. And what was your vision for that center? That was that is so um, special. Really, I saw this place it was close and it was wooden houses there and I said oh who is the owner and the owner was somebody from from Quito from the okay. capital and I went to ask and she say I'm going to say that I I, I don't mm -hmm. like it so I invite my friends and we put our pocket money at that period and we bought the piece of land at that period was like um, 50 hectares and we bought that and for me it was a big surprise that after that uh, I my friends didn't have time, but I, I fell in love and then decided to 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 understand the, the forest, to understand what is the offer of the forest. And now Yamoe Center is the center of biodiversity in the planet. Yeah. It's one of the places with the highest number of oh, trees wow. in the planet. It's, it's, it's brutal, amazing. That's one. And the other important is that we are surrounded by the local different uh, Cultures like the Shuar, oh, you met the Shuar when the when the shaman died. Did you remember the Shuar? Oh, yes. uh, so the Guaranis yeah. and the Quechua. Wow, what else you need? What else we need? They are our neighbors, and and all of them uh, supporting us and bringing different plants. And now we have a huge garden that we call the, the goddess garden because we have different types of master plants. We have different varieties of ayahuasca, different varieties of combinations, but because the people love, love to work in that areas and bring plants, medicinal plants. And so that, 
Yamoe is growing all the time and we offer workshops for children mm-hmm. and, uh, and for women, especially working with women that they need more support. When you say like the children and the women, is it from the local villages that they come as well? Because I know that you, it's one of the places that you invite uh, people from other countries to come down and study with you, which is so remarkable. But I didn't realize, are you doing the classes for the local people as well? Yes, uh, we we create we transform Yamoy in the 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 class for the people, and we work with uh, the school and invite during summertime because for m- many of this, the children mm-hmm. it's so difficult to learn about computer about, and they they don't feel happy, but they need to study. So I invite some of the volunteers, and some people from UK, some young people. They went and they were teaching there computer, teaching English, and they were learning with the local people uh, Spanish. So they love it. And the parents see that the the children are so happy learning computer in the school and and we are offering. And at the same time, the elders teaching about the medicinal plants or about the master plants and bringing plants to identify, to learn. That's yeah. so beautiful. And you do lots of crafts there too, I know as well. You support the local craftsmen yes. because every time we go down, we come back with all those beautiful forests, you know, our necklaces and beads and the, the craft is just yeah. exquisite. It's, you know, it's so um, rare to find these these native natural crafts. Yes. Like children doing this type of, here again, plants. That's why I love, I love plants. And you see what is this is, the children doing these little things, it's, a toy coming from yeah. the plants and produce pounds and produce. Yeah. It's relative of the I, beans growing on the top of yeah, the like trees. A, like a you know, Rocio, you've mentioned the, yeah. the master plants several times. And I was going to ask you, you know, in the plant world, you have a special ally. And I know that you do work really closely with the master plants. So would you share? I think a lot of our listeners don't really know what you mean by the master plants. So, you could just share and your relationship oh. with them is which is very very special so thank you in reality the, the master plants are are special plants sometimes um, i try to understand and yes we have like the rose aromatic exquisite aroma no other plant can offer that like that rose specific roses or uh, the specific edible plants but in this case we are talking about uh, these plants that have the skill, have the skill to produce, to produce uh, molecules that the brain can produce, and we call ne- neurotransmitters. Yes. Right in, yes. in English, that neurotransmitters. We produce that in our in our brain. These neurotransmitters, and suddenly these master plants can produce something identical. Wow. Something identical, and they can come here and be the neurotransmitters and produce in our body through the what we call the the union between one neuron and other. We call synapses in Spanish. I'm sorry, synapses. But yes, but with these new neurotransmitters, with the master plants, chemicals there. And transmitting the wisdom Ooh. of the plants. That not all the plants can do that. These are only the master plants. How the people five thousand years ago they discovered yeah. that 
I'm not going to say how because I, in my view, I have the, the local information from my grannies, from the groups in the Amazonian, in the Pacific region. I work with 65 different curanderos, different, different shamans, and I was so lucky to understand how the wisdom allowed them to make different combinations, yeah. different combinations of master plants. I'm happy now I can see that now the plants, the, the, the ayahuasca, which is one of the master plants, very popular now, this lady, and combined with this other. And this beverage is called now together with two, two plants, ayahuasca. But ayahuasca is one plant and combined with others. But now it's like only one plant and we are going to lose yeah. the wisdom of many, many, many different plants that people can combine and th th these people can combine and can produce fantastic movements of our physical body going to another yeah. dimension to heal, to heal the problems that humanity is, so, is, is having now. And one of the, now you can read many papers about the poten potentialities of the ayahuasca beverage in the way of anxiety, post-traumatic yeah. syndrome, uh, depression, Anselmer, these problems yeah. with the brain is because they have this skill. When people drink, they they combine and one stop some of the problem, some of the enzymes that we have in the gut, and doesn't allow us to to to, to go to the to the dream area. So the ayahuasca has that skill, stop that enzyme in, in our gut, and the other plant say, ah, now I'm free, and I'm going to make this person to move to wow. the dream. Oh, we can go, we can feel relaxed, and we can enjoy the beauty of the other yeah. dimension. So we are doing day by day when we are eating chocolate. It's the same, it's a master yeah, that's What is doing the master chocolate is this molecular yeah. theobromine that makes us feel so happy, so happy. <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetie. You know, I know that in um, many of the ceremonies that I participated with you, at the at there were the healing ceremonies that we did with these shamans. It was the shaman who would drink the the tea that he would take the ceremonial liquid, and then he would do the healings, or he might give his patients just a small amount, so there would be that meeting ground. But he would be the one who would be using his body. You know, it's really a great, incredible service. He would use his body to travel. And you don't really understand the herbs yeah. to bring back. So I think it it seems to me that what we're seeing is the way that people are using it today, who don't have this long cultural relationship with it, is not always the best way or the most respectful way. You know, I think that um, as a younger generation disconnected from our lineage and our traditions, we often don't remember the responsibility and respect that go with some of the tools that we learn. And, yeah. you know, I have great empathy because I'm one of those people myself, you know, learning to connect with lineage and heritage. But I just see that, you know, so oftentimes when we disconnect from the actual community where, or the community, not just of people, but also the community of plants where these plants come from, yeah. we also are also disconnect from the tradition. So yeah, it's a lot, it takes a lot of teaching. I think people really, whenever possible should go to where the medicine is and where the the shamans are, the healers who know that work. But 
Yeah, and you're doing wonderful work breeding people to the to the plants. You show us, you take us out into the jungle, you know, and show us these beautiful plants. I remember one walk that we were doing with you uh, down in the Amazon and Cascade was with us, our beloved Cascade since passed away. Yeah. I have pictures of her standing underneath this incredible vine, you know, the ayahuasca vine. You know, it was so that, beautiful to see. That is the only one, the, the only one where really we saw a forest of ayahuasca. We were so yeah, blessed. That time. And uh, it was a forest of ayahuasca. At mature plants, who knows how many generations yeah. there. We, we need to respect that, that places. We need to create... Santuaries, don't attach that plants because they deserve their own yes, space. Yes, they, they definitely do. So I know you've seen plants work many miracles and you've actually shared with us many, but I'm just wondering if you maybe have one or two stories to tell of, of you know, a time when you saw plants just do an amazing I call it plant witnessing, you know, when we just tell the stories how the plants healed either ourselves or someone. So I just was wondering if you might share one of those stories with us. I will say that probably one of the, of the big moments in my life is when we went with Cascade. Did you remember the first trip to, to the Pacific region, to, to the Chachi yes. community? And the healer called yes, him. I and he said, I didn't know Cascade at that period. And the next day, Cascade called me early in the morning. She was waiting there and she said, Rocio, what the... The, the curandero, the, the shaman, talked to you. And I say nothing because I was, I, I didn't know the person. I feel so embarrassed to talk about that, the plants. And, and I say, why did you ask me that? And she said, because I have some situations and now I woke up and I didn't have pain in my body. And that was the miracle of the limpia ceremony that we have yeah. the night before with the curandero. Yeah. So, uh, the ceremony is so important in different processes when we are using plants. Could be the limpia, like in that case, using the plants and doing the limpia, or could be a bathing, because yeah. I love bathing with the bundle of plants and you immerse in that, I say in that in soup, soup of plants. <laughs> well, all the energies of the plants are going into the body and allow you yeah. to relax. You have the five senses always mm. uh, receiving the benefit to, to, and they will bring into the body through the tacti when all the, the, the molecules of the plants, the combination yes. touching your body, it, it's a special sensation. When the aroma, you say, oh my God. So the aroma is bringing into the limbic, limbic system, into the brain, that aroma of the plants. And you can feel, maybe it's like I am in the, in the forest, but it's not, it's just yes. battle of plants. And when the temperature of the plants result of the, of the, of the fire, because we, we boil oh, yeah. all of that, the temperature exactly for my skin, for my organs, for my needs. So I love the combination of plants. It's not only one, it's the combination, and especially with the aromatic plants, like thyme. Oh, oh my God. I, I feel like a chicken when I'm going into, into the thyme water with, the, with the, all this um, oh. mint family, the mint family, the mint with the thyme. Mint sage, yeah. 
how that is not going to feel uh, um, <laughs> real? You, you, you forget the worries. You are not, uh, uh, no, you just chill out. So we need to do that during the post-pandemic drama, during our all our problems. All of us, we are living some difficult situations yeah. in life. All of us. All of us. But with a combination of plans. So time is one of my Thank beautiful, you. lovely friends during yeah. a baby. A baby. Oh, that's, you know, since you were just speaking about the Olympias and the bathing, I want to ask you a little bit more about those. But I wanted, I wanted to share a remarkable healing story since you mentioned that as that that I saw the plants and you work miracles. I actually have several stories of you. I actually have witnessed um, you and the plants. You know, really just literally working miracles. But this is actually with Robert, my husband, who I. You're also very, very close friends with, and Robert worked for a number of years in Ecuador with you. But Robert had made a trip to Morocco, and when he was in Morocco, he had a really shocking experience. He actually has a phobia with snakes, and he was was kind of um, charmed by a, uh, a snake charmer there. They kind of wrapped the cobras around him, and he really went into shock from that. He was totally scared, and they wouldn't One stop. And anyway, he got right after that experience in the market in Marrakesh. He got severely ill. Now, Robert really always had an iron stomach, right? As you know, he could just eat anything off the streets of Ecuador. You'd tell him, don't eat that. You know, just eat the food we're preparing. And he would go to the stands and buy anything. But after that experience with the cobras in Marrakesh, he began to have terrible stomach problems. And so when he came home from that, I just treated him with my herbs. I thought it would go away. And months went by and it didn't get better. And then, so I sent him to a naturopath, a naturopathic doctor, and they treated him for months and it didn't get better. And then he went to a medical doctor. We were beginning to be concerned something major was going on. The medical doctor did all the tests, couldn't see anything, but then recommended a really terrible drug that had terrible side effects. So Robert just said, I'm not going to do that. And it was a couple of years had gone by. And then you came to visit. It was after one of the events and you were at our house. And Robert asked, he explained to you what was going on. I probably asked, right? And then, you know, and you went and talked to Robert and said, yes, he loves you and he yeah. really trusts you. So you had Robert stripped down and get in our bathtub and you did a, gave him an herbal bath. And then you made Olympia. You went out to our garden, which was such a great test, because a great lesson, because I know that in the jungle, in your homeland, you have certain plants that you work with, but you've learned that anywhere, those you just go out and yeah. talk to the plants and you... The plants, you know, you pray to them and they kind of tell you which ones to use. You came back with a bundle of aromatics from our garden. And you just, I remember you in there in that in that tub for about 20 minutes. You know, you're standing over Robert, beating him with this limpias, you know, and chanting and singing. And, and then when you were done, the water in the tub was black. It was just terrible. And, and then you had him take the limpia, this bundle, it's a bundle of herbs that you had gathered. And they were, they also were kind of black. They'd all turned from their beautiful colors to this kind of dark energy. And they all looked really wilted. And you had him go out in the forest and then toss it behind his back into the forest. When we used to do that work with you and in Ecuador, you would always have us go to the waters, you know, and toss it into the waters, but we didn't have a stream. And then really the next day, Robert woke up and that was pretty much the end of the stomach problem that had been bothering him for over two years. Um, and so, and I, you know, I have to say, it wasn't like I was surprised I, because I have, I believe in this work. And I also believe 
and and the ability to 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 work through the plants, right? But I also was delighted because you know he could now eat again and eat. Uh, so anyway, and there are yes. other stories too, but I just, I wanted to share that. So I was just wondering, can you share a little bit more about the Olympias with our listeners? Like, um, and, and I know that they come, I know that we see Olympias being used in very many different cultures around the world, you know, using plants. Um, my, my teacher, Juliet de Berkeley Levy, who was from, she was Egyptian and Turkish descent. She called it the laying on of leaves. That's, that was her name for gather the plants up and she would do a little like a little bit of the you know washing or brushing of the body and then she would lay the leaves on and then clean them off so different different cultures have different ways of doing it but would you just share a little bit with us about the limpias yes uh the same in my country the limpia really i'm thinking in the limpia is one of the first experience in my life when i was a child always always we have the limpia uh coming back from different places, especially from the school or different events. And until we understood that Olympia is like a, a first uh, emergency oh. support uh, to remove forces, to remove what now pe vibrations. people call vibrations. And science is showing that heart can feel vibrations and humans can absorb vibrations with different instruments you can detect now even with the, in the brain, if they oh, put yeah. some elements and people can, can can see the changes into the brain when the vibrations are af uh, affecting to the body. And I, just, I, I love because science is verifying what what we, what the elders, they were yeah. discovering for, who knows, thousands of years ago. So with the Olympia, the main, the main point is to Aromatic. collect aromatic plants. And like you you have a fantastic garden and I fell in love with your garden because you have this collection of aromatic plants. So I say, whatever is happening here, Rosemary has the most fantastic plants to make limpia or to make a baby. baby. It's these aromatic plants. And why aromatic? Because the aromatic put, put us in the, now is in fashion, the now. You are not thinking yeah. in the past or in the future. The now, because... When we are doing this shaking in the body yes. of the person with the plants, what you are doing is first you are in the tactile with the skin, with the main organ of the, of the body, and removing removing bacteria because the aromatic has essential oils and removing elements because we are a, a community oh. of bacteria. And some bacteria can move from one body to another with different vibrations and bring us sometimes ah, feeling tired, feeling no good. So the aromatic plants can make the change. The other to the limbic system, when we smell and going, that aroma bring us to the now and say, I want to, to smell more this beautiful, yeah. this beautiful. And sometimes we are biting pieces when we are doing we invite the person okay time or different different means and that <laughs> produce saliva when you are chewing it's a you produce more fluids in the body more saliva and moisturizing the body in inside and the sounds when you are doing the limpia you produce sound sounds and you sing as a, a special mantras, mantras. 
and that release the forces. So if we explain in that way, people can understand easily why the limpia is so important and why the aromatic plants. I'm not going to do the limpia with such a not beautiful aroma. No, because in the limpia, you need to bring that person in such a no good condition to a special, a special moment where it's possible to increase the strength of Beautiful. the spiritual immune system. And in that moment, the person can leave the condition. So limpia is quite a strong, important ceremony for in all yeah. my country. Thank you. That's a beautiful explanation. You know, when I was listening to you, it it just made me conscious. I wanted to ask you about this. It's like, you know, we're all seeking to become more aware of the differences between cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. And can you share with us how you feel the two differ and how we can appreciate and use the teachings you share so generously without appropriating them? Because I know that it's something we're all trying to understand better and to be more respectful and responsible for. And yet throughout history, people have shared these teachings, you know, they, you know, around the world, people, uh, especially healers have always been so generous. So if you would just share your, your insights or your thoughts and feelings about that. I think that there are, there is a big differences between the appropriation when people is leading processes without recognition of the, of the cultures. Because cultures produce, it's, it's not like I'm doing a dress and everybody can use the dress because we need a dress. We, we need to feel warm and to feel happy or beauty, whatever reason is there. Yes, it's okay. But we need to put a sticker in that, in that and say, this is coming from the tribes, from this curandero or this shaman, because it's not my it's not my my style, it's not my my dress, it's not my recipe. It's the recipe of that people who keep and save the knowledge for the generations. I, and this is the typical example, what is happening now with ayahuasca. With ayahuasca, I can see, and I ask many, many of the people who are taking drinking ayahuasca, which is okay, it's okay. I, I don't mind that, it's okay. But I ask some of them, Especially even some very close friends. I said, did you ask to the person who, who is offering the ayahuasca? No, we went to the market and, and the, the guide bought oh, oh, in the market the, the medicine. Yeah. I said, how is possible that that is happening? It's so dangerous. And I asked, what, what is the combination? You need to ask, what is the combination? How How is the process? Because that is the recognition of the intellectual property. When I ask and say, it's coming from where? What type of combinations will be suitable for, for my body? But different questions that allowed the owners of that knowledge or that technique of that ceremony to put in, in, the, in the same level than the person that is drinking to make an exchange of the spiritual and physical benefit. But if I can see, like, I I see now, and I'm not judging, but everybody's taking one single type of preparation. Globalization. I call the globalization of the ayahuasca. What is happening with the globalization, we are losing... The knowledge, the local knowledge, yeah. 
we are losing the local knowledge that incredible wisdom why because the local people they want to prepare only that beverage because that called the tourist people what is happening for me i am so happy because always i, I was trying i don't know we have different varieties of ayahuasca and that was my theory for many many years and different levels yes. of knowledge of the ayahuasca is not only yeah. for ceremonies different levels different levels we have a meeting in in the university san marcos in in peru they invite me we, i was learning a lot well, and i was so happy you know why because at least in peru 16 different oh my good species of ayahuasca 16 i wonder how people and what type of ayahuasca I'm talking about only the one species is taking. And in Ecuador, we don't know. And I'm open to do the research because I want to do with my daughter because yes. she's, she's ethnopharmacologist too, to, to know what, how many varieties, how many species. Yes. That is the tissue for the planet. So that is the gift. That is the intellectual property. And if we go only for this and drinking this, and it's a typical answer. Oh, yes, I'm talking ayahuasca with chancruna. Chancruna. Chancruna is a name from Peru. And all my friends, the young generations, long time ago, now I'm going and they say, and this is a typical story, Rosemary, that fit perfectly well with your question. I, I went to, to my center, and the guy who managed the canoe, he's married with a, a woman that now, uh, they, they don't use curandero or yacha, which is the name, local names for the uh, shaman. And, and he say, Rocio, you know that now my wife is, you will say a female shaman, yes? But now he say, is a shamana, which is a female. And I was laughing. I was laughing. What did you say? And he say, shamana, because I am a shaman. Oh, my she goodness. Is shamana. How the worlds are changing. And, and I say, we are not going to yeah. lose yeah. ancestral so, knowledge. You need to offer what you know. What you know, what is yeah. your root, what is the wisdom. And, and that is in one side that, okay. And, the, and he say, and I want to learn the word that the, the people use now. And I say, what is the word? And he say, chancruna. And he say, excuse me, yeah. I don't know what is that. I know, but I say, excuse me, I don't know. And I said, what is the name in Hispan in Quichua? In Quichua here in, 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 in the Amazonian. And he said, no, that is all. Now the people don't, don't know no, that. So we are losing the, the integrity, the intellectual property. We are losing. And we are imposed yeah. for the movement in the market. So we need to be careful in that way. We need to respect and ask always, what species will be suitable for me. Why, yeah. What is my goal when I drink this? Could be a morbid curiosity. It's perfect. Could be I have some hill situation. Find a good curandero. Could be for tourist activity. It's okay. But always yeah. respect the That's a beautiful property. answer, Rosie. I can see you're very impassioned by it too. You know, just very, very, I'm so glad I asked because it's, it's an important question that we all need to be asking, you know, and really seeking answers for. Yeah. I just have to say, every time I speak with you, I just, I, it's 
what you say, but it's also what I feel when what you what with what you say. You know, I think as I mentioned earlier, you channel so much information, but so much heart as well. So our time is almost up, but I I wanted you to share with our listeners like some of the classes and some of the teachings that you're doing, both not just in the Amoni Center. I know that you travel around really many parts of the world and offer courses and classes. So would you just share so that that way um, people will, and then we can let people know on our website how to get in touch with you. We'll, we'll put a link up here as well. But um, would you just share what's coming up and what you'll be doing this year? Well, this year, uh, soon, Monday, I'm going to my lovely country after the post-pandemic drama and other situations, but I, I'm ready to open the wings and ready to meet with the forest in the jungle because they are waiting. I feel that they are waiting for, for me. I, I love them. And I'd say, as much as I have, I am alive, we will pay the cost to protect these hundred hectares, which is the door to go to the other dimension. It's the door of the bio, spiritual and physical biodiversity. That is Yamoy. That, that is the power. So we are going there. And thank you. Thank you because you, Rosemary, help us doing advertisement and uh, spreading, if I say spreading the possibility to, to support Yamoy Center and to have this workshop. And we are going to talk about these questions like uh, what is happening with the master plants? Why master plants? How are the preparations? And we are going to produce some exciting new products with combinations and to heal, to heal our sadness or to heal our skin or to, or to feel good, chill out. So we will do that and we will walk, as you know, in the middle of the woodlands. We will go into the, the water, the, the clay water, to clean our skins and to be engaged with nature. So that is what, what uh, we are going to offer during this workshop, which will be in March. And after we will walk to the mountains to meet the hummingbirds and to feel the hummingbirds covering our bodies and healing our traumas, our physical conditions. We need that. And sending that light to the rest of the planet, to my sisters, to my brothers that are not able to be there, but still they are together, sending that. And so I'm going to put candles, fire for all who wants to join with us and to, to be in the spiritual side, side going together in these two worships. Uh, so that will be in March. And after I'm planning uh, other activities, uh, healing ceremonies in the center, uh, summer workshops for the children who wants to be volunteers there and supporting there to these uh, children, more than welcome. And, um, and please, planting trees. We have the most top plant. When you ask me, of course, we have this Ispingo. Ispingo is one of the plants that is just putting the little leaves out going to the planet. And we planted uh, 600 trees. And only 10, they died. But the rest, they have the name of the people there. You have, Rosemary, one of the elders, Hero. mature uh, Ispingo, that make miracles. The, that tree connected with me many, many years ago, me. and I knew it that you were there. And, uh, and that is the female, only one of the female trees that we have oh. there, and is the name of Rosemary there. So we protect this tree. And this year, 
I hope that you can support uh, who who is watching this uh, marvelous uh, conversation that draws meditator in nature, and we can we can put more spingo trees that they are suffering so much now because yeah. people cutting and destroying the forest. Spingo oh. is the cinnamon of America. Spingo, when the conquistadores arrived, they called to my country, ah, this is the cinnamon, but this, it wasn't. It's the relative oh. of the cinnamon, have the same aroma, but has incredible properties against diabetes problems. Already in Italy, a big research and good papers about the quality of Ispingo uh, fighting oh, wonderful. for diabetes yeah. problems. So, yes. Things like that we are doing in the Amoy Center. Thank you, Rosemary. And I hope that you will visit us to visit. I will, be, I will get down there. For you. Hopefully this year. I know I've been wanting to come and meet my tree for so long and yeah, I just love you so much, and I'm so grateful, especially because I know that you're getting ready to head to Ecuador in just a couple of days. So thank you for taking this time to be with us. And yeah, just you, you're so inspiring to me, your life, just your deep connection to the earth and, and to humans as well, the way that you're able to be such a bridge between the two. So I love you dearly. Thank you so much, Rocio. I love you, Rosemary.